Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Be back in. It is hour number two of four here on VSIN Bet Center Saturday night NFL Super Wild Card Weekend from downtown Las Vegas. Not a much uh, better place to be, Jeff Parles, than than this right here in our Circus Sportsbook Studios. I'm Ben Wilson. As uh, we we continue to look at this NFL Wild Card Saturday night, I guess if you're a Patriot fan or person with your money back to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, it could be a better Saturday night for you. As in our last break. While we continue to watch this game that is quickly becoming uncompetitive, and probably we could, you know, in all honesty, Jeff has been since the jump. You can advance Buffalo in your we brackets, can, guys. We can do that. Yes, another interception thrown by Mac Jones of the Patriots, his second of the evening, and Buffalo now as high as a twenty-six point live favorite in the market. Patriots forty to one on that live money line. Don't think, uh, no, don't think we're going to get the old twenty-eight-three repeat, Jeff. I know you were. If, if the halftime line was 28-3, I know we would have oh, seen a barrage oh of people on the interwebs make been, that case. But. Everyone and their mother on social media would have basically got, yeah. would have made the, would have made the plays where, again, there's a big difference here. Uh, number 12 is playing he's, tomorrow. He's tomorrow at Raymond James Stadium and not playing uh, yeah. in whatever they're calling the stadium in Buffalo. In, in order Highmark. To, Highmark Stadium is now? Stadium? Regardless. Something? Uh Levi Wallace, the interception. And so now your total is, remember, this was a second half total of 21 in a 27-3 halftime game. Still 50 and a half or 51. Buffalo takes over at their own 42. But yeah, I have to imagine this is going to be a lot of running down the stretch. We might we might see Mitch Trubisky in, in, yeah, in a playoff anyone, game anyone, for did, the second straight year, Jeff. Did anyone dish a Trubisky passing yards total? I did not see Now, that anybody. would be a great dish if someone, dish, if any book dished that. <laughs> could be over. It is the playoffs. You never know at what, well, I, what it gets offered as far as uh, I, what, if there was a prop offered on will Josh Allen, actually the pro- the proper prop would have been probably over because new England could have run a trick pass play. We saw mm-hmm. Dawson Knox throw a pass with a broken hand earlier in the yeah. year. I look, you probably would have had the, the prop would have probably been again, just speaking hypothetically over three and a half, three and a half total players with heavy juice on the under. Or two and a half with juice on I the over. I would have been two and a half. Two and a half with juice probably, on the over, probably yeah. on total play. Because we know that's a Super Bowl prop. That's every single yeah. Super Bowl that prop shows. Definitely. Ever since but, uh, the Philly special, of course. Ever since the Philly special. Buffalo will have a third and short to shy midfield try, trying to make it 
they've scored four touchdowns on four drives. So trying to go five for five at four, a perfect four for four on their third down conversion so far. And what has been a complete whitewashing ending our first hour, Jeff, we did discuss with Cincinnati winning earlier today, 26, 19 covering all numbers, opening at six and a half, closing at six Buffalo shocker does convert Allen to uh, Singletary out of the backfield back into New England territory with Cincinnati covering and with this game, uh, we can officially and we can safely advance Buffalo into our brackets. Now in a situation where, as we just discussed, Cincinnati goes to Tennessee. If Kansas City takes care of business tomorrow, the other outcomes, Jeff, are <laughs> what happens if chaos ensues. And if the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the largest underdog since the wild card was expanded uh, back in 2002 with the, the adding of the Houston Texans and the changing of divisions in the National Football League, if the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow go into Kansas City and win the game tomorrow, assuming with this Buffalo result holding, you would have a scenario where Cincinnati would go to Buffalo and Pittsburgh would go to Tennessee. Certainly, Titan fans would be hoping for that upset since uh, Pittsburgh, a much better matchup for them. But as we, we do this hypothetical here, now that Cincinnati advances, Jeff, you set the line Tennessee minus one and a half over Cincinnati for a, a hypothetical divisional round matchup. What would you set, given we'll start with the Buffalo side of this. Let's say, because if, if that Pittsburgh piece plays out, let's start with, with the Cincinnati-Buffalo potential matchup where well, Cincinnati goes what, to what, what, Highmark Field Stadium, whatever it is. What, what do you set what, a number in what, that if, What, a Pittsburgh somehow? Yes. Do we have to envision a world where that happens? I'm just, we got to lay out all the possibilities. Buffalo would be four. I think Buffalo. I was thinking four and a half. Before four and a half. I mean, look, to me, since this this closed four, four and a half, Ben. Okay. And it opened four and a half. You're telling me that New England and Cincinnati are equal? Based off of that, unless if you're moving Buffalo way up. So I would make it four. That's just me personally. Uh, would I be shocked if it opened if, if Cincinnati were to play Buffalo if that opened higher than four four and a half? Wouldn't shock me one bit, especially off of this. Wouldn't shock me if it opens higher. Don't you I, think? Regardless of who it, Buffalo plays next week, they will be bet. Buffalo in, will be inflated off of this. Yeah, a lot of ways. They will be inflated again if it's Kansas City Buffalo, like we talked about before. Again, I, I we we saw this matchup in Week Five when Kansas City was playing horribly. Buffalo destroyed them. 38-20 in a game that really wasn't even that close. I would say Kansas City probably be two and a half like they were in that week five game. Unless if Kansas City comes out and pummels Pittsburgh tomorrow. And even then, I don't think it's going to move it off two and a half. If anything, it may go to two with Kansas City. Which I would, would be think a bet on, which would yeah, be a bet on I, Kansas City for me. Yeah, I would think, yeah, again, so we're kind of going back to the, the chalk holding here because it would be Kansas City-Buffalo. I would think Kansas City minus three, but you and I both think similarly that we would probably power rate Kansas City a little bit higher in that matchup, and there's going to be a lot of public sentiment on Buffalo. Again, though, we have not seen Kansas City play yet, so no, they, 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 they have they, to handle their business. They certainly, if they look great, <laughs> I would not surprise me if that was a full three, and maybe the market support was was more divided, but as of right now, with the way Buffalo has looked tonight, up 27-3 with the ball in New England territory, Allen with a wide open man in the end zone, touchdown, <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders, wow, did that look easy. Uh, th- th- at, at this point, at least right now, the public backing betting sentiment is going to be all Oof. over Buffalo regardless of the of the opponent as uh, Sanders is going to make it 33-3. Look, if Allen's going to play like he's playing I mean, tonight, this no, is nuts. Buffalo's going to get to the Super Bowl. We've already seen this with <laughs> Allen. The, the, thing, the thing with Allen, again, 
to me, he's still a little too inconsistent for my liking. This is the Josh Allen we saw last year for the whole year playing tonight. This is the best he's looked the whole year, period, in any game uh, this 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 season, this 2021 season. All right, what a master class from Buffalo. 16 Fun. to 20, 223 yards, another three touchdowns. He, as, he, and and the, the total, total betters are just like, you got him. You, you've totally jinxed Tyler Bass tonight. Ben. I have, yeah. I don't know what you did to Bass, but he <laughs> blocked and missed PAT for guy who I would argue is a top three kicker in the league at this point. So, look, 33 the total, to three it remains. Well, one touchdown gets the uh, – one more touchdown well, gets the closing total to a push, you know, like I'm assuming – Belichick doesn't go, if it's New England, Belichick doesn't go for two. Assuming Folk makes the PAT where Folk legitimately has not missed a kick shorter than 45 yards since week one of last year. So, look, it is uh, it is a, <laughs> it is going to be fascinating to see how much Buffalo moves based off of what we would have guessed going into this weekend from what we saw because of this just prolific destruction by the Bills yeah. tonight. 34 yards to uh, Emmanuel Sanders as Allen 223, 152.7 rating tonight. Uh, he is now about 20 yards, depending on the book, from getting over his passing prop. And what a ru- if you if you took the over with the thought that passing would not be an issue tonight because of the lack of wind, just the cold temperatures that artificially uh, submerged this line down all the way down to 43 in the end. How how unlucky would that be, Jeff? If say you get a thirty three nine result where Belichick goes, yeah, it wouldn't for, be great. Too, that would uh, wouldn't be. The great. handicap was correct. Yeah, just like my handicap on Hunter Henry over receiving yards was totally wrong, but I got lucky because he caught one pass for thirty yards and went over by a half. Ben, this is this is very impressive from Buffalo tonight, and it really does show that that Monday night game was it was a fluke. It was a one off, horrible horrible weather fluke. For these two teams where New England, let's face it, New England probably overachieved this year as a whole. They probably overachieved. They beat Buffalo in that fluky weather game on Monday night. They beat Tennessee and destroyed Tennessee when Tennessee didn't have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, or Derrick Henry in that game. They didn't really beat anyone else this year. Uh, So maybe New England overachieved a little bit this year. They'll probably still be back in the playoffs next year. You're the best coach of all time. Mac Jones more than likely is only going to get better. You would imagine that. Even with that that shopping spree they had in the offseason this past year, they still need to get better offensively with weapons around Jones. Uh, but but look, this may have just been an overachieving team that just ran. It more than likely just tonight. This is a buzzsaw. What are you going to do? No one, no one in the NFL with the way Buffalo's offenses work tonight. No one's going in there and beating them tonight. No one. It's been a Super Bowl champion type performance been, tonight. Been as good of a performance from anyone the entire season, period. And it came in the playoff. Certainly has been. So we've given out our hypothetical lines here. Tennessee minus one and a half over Cincinnati. If that if the chalk holds and that's the matchup. KC minus two and a half over Buffalo with Kansas City sight unseen for tomorrow night. Buffalo minus four against Cincinnati if we get Pittsburgh carnage. And that, and we see Pittsburgh get the win. So my question to you: What would you set a Tennessee Pittsburgh line? That is our last bit of carnage we have to well, hypothetically unpack. Here. Well, remember Tennessee did lose to Pittsburgh earlier. This they did. Year. I it was on. Was, I think you it, and I were both on Pittsburgh in that game in a game that it felt like they should have been getting blown out, and then a three no, turnover. I, I, I was on the Titans. Oh, that one. I, I had Tennessee first half, Tennessee full game, and we won the first half, but didn't win the full game. Three, what three turnovers and ten snaps from Brian Tannehill totally flipped yeah, that game look, early look, third quarter. Look, look, if Tennessee. 
I'm trying to even think what I'd even do here because Tennessee is undervalued to begin with as a one seed. Yeah, this line would not be as high as maybe you would think on the surface. Especially Six. if they beat Kansas so, Again, again so, this so would have to be a Kansas, They would have to Kansas, Kansas City. City is a, a probably closing 13-point underdog. I'm going to imagine that yeah. hits 13 again by kick. Think I'd make Tennessee five and a half, just shy of six. Thinking the same. Th- I was five and a half, five. Ah, uh, yeah, five and a half. Wouldn't five shock me half. if that closes shorter than that. I'd probably take Pittsburgh. I've, <laughs> I've written these all down. We'll so see. We'll we see. Can, we can well, have it documented. Ben, hopefully we don't have to deal with a Tennessee Pittsburgh matchup. Hopefully. We'll get to that game, but we'll get to that game later on the show. We will devote a full segment to each of our remaining four NFL games, three of them tomorrow, one on Monday night. Up next, though, we'll take a look at some of the hypotheticals on the Green Bay side. What do, what do Packer future betters want to be rooting for this week in the NFC side? We'll talk about that next here on Vsin Betson. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you missed any part of our show or anything on the VSIN schedule today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to vcin.com slash podcast and get Beating the Book with Gil Alexander or Market Insights with Josh Applebaum. Plus, we've got Hardwood Handicappers with Lombardi Line, Follow the Money, My Guys in the Desert, Coast to Coast Hoops, and many more. They're all free and available now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. I was listening to uh, Beating the Book Driving In, Jeff Parles, little Australian Open preview. Starts in less than 24 hours. Australian Open. Jokovic, one of your va- one Jok- of your favorite events. Jeff. Djokovic is out, right? We think we so. Still, he's in still- a, he, no, no, he's in a detention center, right? He's back in the detention center. They have again? revoked his visa a second time, and he now is. Uh, there was actually, I believe, his trial. The over the the trial was beginning today. It's Sunday in Australia right now. Obviously, Saturday night for us here in the U.S. So they are beginning another a, a full trial here. Essentially, the first he was the first one was thrown out because of procedural grounds because they did not. He didn't have lawyers present when they deported him the first time, but then they made the it, it's a whole it's a whole thing, Jeff. All I know is you have Zverev too. As you have Zverev, yes. There as somebody go. with a Zverev plus six fifty future, Jeff, I have never, like, never in a million years did I think that me as a better, like, solely based on a bet, I would be following 
Australian-based court reporters on Twitter as much as I have been. <laughs> so the most as fascinating one does, as one week. Does. As, we, yeah. as, as one, one does. does. As, so that starts uh, tomorrow. Yeah, Beeson, uh, Beeson podcast. Beeson.com slash podcast. Hey, the Patriots are at least moving the ball here. 33-3. to three, Six and a half to go in the third quarter. And you basically need a touchdown and an extra point to tie and at least earn a push on that closing total. Uh, Mac Jones did hit Kendrick Bourne on a fairly deep pass downfield. I have to think at this rate, Jeff Jones is going to crawl over that passing prop somehow. 14 to 22 for a buck 68. Remember, he was at 203 and a half, two interceptions for Jones. While Brandon Bolden has been his leading receiver, four catches, but Bourne has 62 uh, receiving yards tonight. As again, we'll flash up some of those props once again. And that really, I mean, it's it's the props and it's the total, Jeff. The only thing still in play here in Orchard Park. Well, you're telling me New England's not going to cover? 33 to 3, getting <laughs> four or four yeah, and no, a half. This is, uh, look, don't this, think it's going to happen. Don't think you're in good shape there. But uh, look, uh, we, we've said it all night. This has been prolific from Buffalo. Uh, if you had Dawson Knox touchdown props, you've done very nicely for yourself. If you had, uh, if you had Devin Singletary, Touchdown props. You did very nice for yourself tonight. Really, if you had anyone but Cole Beasley props for Buffalo, you've done very well yeah. for yourself. Uh, no catches. Beasley has no Beasley. catches. Everyone else is. Diggs is already over his yardage. Uh, Diggs three for sixty. So All right, he so needs, he's, he's he's close. Does, he is yeah, close. He got a shot. He is uh, close. But, Third and six for New England at the Buffalo ten. Yeah, so they, five forty to go in the third quarter. Mac Jones completes that is first and goal to the four as uh, they do get. Jacoby Myers with a first down, his fifth catch of the night. So that puts Jacoby Myers with that play over his receptions prop. So congratulations to uh, Jacoby. And he was, at, he was at 45 and a half. So I think he'll be about a two, three yards short. Everybody else at this point has, has been under it with the exception of Kendrick Bourne with his 62 receiving yards uh, tonight. So, I just hope for no more <laughs> missed extra points. Well, I mean, I don't know that it would even make sense really to go for two if you're New England at this point as they pitch it out to uh, Damian Harris and he is stuffed for no gain. Because again, I mean, what's the difference, Jeff, between uh, 23 and 22? There's really not not that, one at, uh, this, uh, at this point. That play shot from the Hubble telescope above the field. It was uh, it was an interesting, <laughs> interesting vantage you could, point. You, it was actually a good vantage point. They were shown from the uh, the up top where uh, like you could tell couple. right away that that play had no chance. <laughs> yeah. CBS did this uh, what in NCAA tournament games uh, like a decade ago, and they started experimenting with the top of the arena cam, and nobody could see anything. <laughs> a lot of complaints. Oh, I would imagine it probably drone, is a drone, drone right uh, yeah. yeah. In, in Buff- I did, did they allow drones in Buffalo or maybe maybe a Canadian drone? They allowed a lot of things in that stadium, as you know. Border. So <laughs> that was a third and goal from the uh, now from the four four twenty one to go third quarter. While while the, and again this game that all but over again. We'll, we'll continue to let you know props total second half could certainly come in play as well here. Uh, we did just discuss though on the Titan side of things, Jeff, and all yep. their different potential outcomes. We do that because we have we now know at least two of the three outcomes in the AFC. On the NFC side, that all begins tomorrow. We'll have the triple header. We'll get into all the games as well as the Monday night game in Los Angeles here later on in the show. But instead of really doing like hypothetical lines here for each potential Green Bay opponent, that's more of a difficult exercise to do since none of those three games have started and, and it will not kick off here, of course, during the show. But moreover, 
both of us, and there are a lot of people out there with Packer futures. Your futures are very, your numbers are very impressive because you got a, they're them. They're very much alive right now. You got too. them when the uh, the Aaron Rodgers situation was yet to be totally sorted out back in the summer. Oh, a twenty to one is that your? That was your conference, right? That's a conference of forty, 40 to a, one. Forty on the Super Bowl, yeah. Forty to one to win the Super Bowl. Ridiculously good number. Twenty to one to win the conference. That makes my eight to one. Look like just you know peon eight to one numbers. still a great bet. <laughs> I have eight to one to win the Super Bowl. That was made right around Thanksgiving. As uh, oh, New England finds the end zone touchdown. Mac Kendrick Jones, Bourne. Kendrick Bourne on fourth and goal, no less thirty three to nine. So you can at least uh, Brian Ortega, our producer, who had the under. He's not uh, he's getting, not done yet. He's he's not totally done. We'll see what they do on the two point conversion. But now as we'll flash up the graphic here, and when when Jeff says you, you we do have good numbers. It's that the Green Bay Packers as the number one seed now, plus 170 to win the NFC. Most shops around a three, three and a half to one as your Super Bowl favorites at this point entering the playoffs. So naturally, we and a lot of people looking at Green Bay, you might not want to, you're probably not going to bet them now it's at such a low number. You will probably want to wait, see where they're at as far as their matchup in the divisional round. Aaron Rodgers as a proxy to Green Bay being the Super Bowl favorite. And the fact that nine of the last 12 Super Bowl MVPs have been quarterbacks. He is your odds-on favorite to win Super Bowl MVP at plus 450. First off with that, as we enter, looking at the NFC side of this, since that is the, the conference that is not kicked off, futures-wise, is there anything that interests you before the NFC starts? I guess you could also extend that to Super Bowl MVP. That is still going to be a bettable market here over the weekend. Is there anything that would find value to you? You know, we normally have the discussion of, well, Futures value probably not going to be there once you get to the playoffs. You, you make these bets preseason or midseason to to have more of that uh, that equity, so to speak, coming in. But anything on, on this board that, as of now, uh, interests you at all here? On the NFC side, Green Bay is the only one I'd bet. That's the only one I would bet. Because if you get – look, the weather's going to be – it is going to be very windy in Tampa. It looks like the precipitation's not going to be there by game time. But you're going to have pretty consistent 25-mile-an-hour wins, it looks like, at Raymond James Stadium tomorrow. You could get, if you get a weird result there, where Philadelphia somehow pulls the upset, Green Bay's path to the Super Bowl then would be Philadelphia and then either the NFC West teams or Dallas, where, to me, Dallas is the only team of those four that I, and I, I, Look, San Francisco has the roster to go to to Lambeau and win. I just don't trust Garoppolo to go on the road back-to-back weeks with teams that are better than the Niners playing the Niners. I don't see that happening. Uh, So I I would say if you get an upset tomorrow, Green Bay, you should be having to lay a price next week if Tampa goes out before the the divisional round. I don't think that will happen. We'll get to that game later. Uh, So Green Bay is the only one I look at the NFC. I don't trust anyone else. You're probably better off with with just rolling it over with Tampa because Tampa's probably going to be, what, four against Dallas next week and then a dog in mm-hmm. Lambeau. Dallas, they're going to be – there are only three right now or three and a half at some, but heavy juice on the Niners at three and a half. They're going to be a dog at, D- at Tampa next week and then definitely be a dog at Green Bay the following week. Just roll that one over money line-wise with Dallas. So, yeah, Green Bay's the only one I would bet. That would be the only one I would bet on the NFC side. The Super Bowl MVP market is fascinating now. When it, re- when it will reopen on Monday, mm-hmm. excuse me, I have to say Tuesday because we have Correct. a Monday game now Correct. Yes. in the playoffs, Josh Allen is going to be the one who moves the most. Oh, yeah. Because he was 9-1 to going into the week. 
He is not going to be 9-1 to one Don't on think Tuesday so. after that. I would anticipate Allen. Look, would it shock you if Allen is the second or third favorite at this point? Rodgers will still be shorter because the road to the Super Bowl is easier for Green Bay than Buffalo because Buffalo will be an underdog at Kansas City and then either a small road favorite at Tennessee or a, road, or a favorite at home against Cincinnati, but not as big of a favorite as Green Bay will be in at least the first playoff game. So, look, it is – Allen is the biggest mover and shaker. When we went through this earlier in the week on a numbers game, uh, the, the, the only one that I liked was Burrow at 25-1. to 1. And I think that probably stands right now to Joe Burrow. It's probably the only one on that board, assuming the numbers are somewhat close, that are even reasonably bettable at this. Certainly, point. yes. So on, on those graphic uh, that that graphic we showed you, there are names you can cross off as of right now, including Derek Carr, Mac Jones, Mac Jones Derek gone too. Well, not officially, but he's going to be gone. Buddy. Hey, he just let a touchdown drive. Uh, so for the total, that is pushed your closing number. Again, like if you came in, if you bet under er, earlier in the week, under 44, you are hanging on by a thread. 33 to 10 Buffalo. 412 to go in the third quarter as we speak right now. We'll give you an updated uh, live line and total on that when we come back. Discuss more on the Green Bay side of things, uh, how we approach their futures outcomes when we come back right here on Decent Bets. This is Bet Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. VSN has a great new offer to help make this your best betting year ever. Our all new Big Game Big Dance special provides VSN plus all access to everything we do from now through April 5th for only $69. Sign up now and get our daily best bets emails, 24 7 video access, the upcoming Big Game and College Hoops betting guides, plus. Full access to VEASAN.com with our exclusive betting split breakdowns on every game. It's one of the most exciting betting seasons of the year, so don't miss out on one of our best deals of the year. Visit VEASAN.com slash big deal to sign up today as we're back on VEASAN Bet Center with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. We talked about April 5th. That's the end of the college basketball season, Jeff. It's in full swing right now. Conference play. I know you're betting college basketball almost every day. Well, I've been a little bit lighter this year. Really? Today was not as light, but uh, surprises me. But uh, a little bit lighter because it's just so many teams going on and all pause right now. So it's a little bit harder. Even though I will say the one thing, uh, at least with uh, COVID-related things. First off, it seemed the NFL had a pretty clean week, all things considered. I know Mills was out of this game uh, for Mm -hmm. uh, for New England with COVID protocol, but pretty quiet week, all things considered, which is which is a good side. Um, I wonder why. Well, I wonder if there's some testing. No, I, 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 I also yeah. think too, if you, as you Probably. you've seen in the NBA where you had that yeah. you, you huge peak around Christmas, that when a good chunk of the league is, has COVID, your numbers are going to go way down as you go along. And that's kind of what's happening in college basketball right now. Uh, Auburn coming from double digits down in the first half to win relatively com- comfortably and cover uh, some numbers. They didn't close Ooh, the opener. At all. Oh, they, call, yeah. call, they they got the closing numbers got home, but the overnight numbers were nine. So those push Auburn wins in Oxford against Ole Miss, eighty to seventy one. Auburn, Ben Auburn could be the number one team in the country on Monday. And since our last show, we have seen all of the remaining undefeated teams in college basketball. Baylor lose, lost twice, and Baylor, the first ever AP number one team to lose twice in the same week. Yeah. <laughs> but they they did. Yeah, so, so just as a just as twice at I, home, no less. Just yeah, just as I proclaim Scott Drew, the new Andy Reid, uh, he turns around and look, 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 <laughs> and look, they look, lose it, twice. It it is a very wide open college basketball year. 
Auburn's really good. Gonzaga's still good. Arizona today struggled for a good chunk of time and then destroyed Utah with a 21-0 run mixed in in the second half to win by 18. Did not cover. Didn't cover? They were laying, were they laying 19 and a half. Oh, well, that's a poor non-cover for Arizona. Poor non-cover. Shame on you, Wildcats. No, but in all seriousness, though, uh, all, you see, to me, UCLA, or U, UCLA is not warranted that ranking, and we saw them get destroyed by Gonzaga, and maybe that jades it a little bit, but Arizona is a whole new world order. Arizona looks like the old Arizona again. Purdue, even though they have two losses, is still a national championship legit contender, but Auburn is a team you could have had 50-1 to 1? not that long ago. That sounds nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, Bruce Pearl doing work there in in Alabama, Ben. Bruce Pearl. And we're mentioning, we're talking college basketball right now, if you're wondering, because this AFC wildcard game is essentially over, going to the fourth quarter. Bills up 33-10. to 10. Just wanted to give our last little in-game update here. Total of 56 live, 23.5 the Bills are laying as we go to the fourth quarter. Bills second and three at the New England uh, 29. So we need one more score to get this game over even though that would not make our producer, Brian Ortega, very happy. But that's why we're talking college basketball. And a few more tips to come up. If you are looking, if you're not satisfied with this with, with this NFL game essentially being over, if you want some late-night action, we do have a few tips coming up. One game on the ice, Penguins-Sharks, which gets underway here in a few minutes. Penguins minus a buck 50 range on the road in San Jose, plus 130 back on the Sharks. Six is your total. And then the college basketball tips tonight, Jeff. You talked about Gonzaga, WCC, arguably the strongest that conference has ever been. Oh, yeah. BYU at San Francisco, Don's laying four and a half, 144, 144 and a half your total. That starts at the top of our next hour, 11 o'clock on the East Coast. Oregon goes to USC at the same time. USC laying six, 142, 142 and a half. A couple of really good games to close out our Saturday night college hoop slate. Uh, I would lay with USC coming off... Uh... Very lackluster loss loss against Stanford earlier in the week. Oregon just beat UCLA in a weird overtime game the other day. Uh, I'd look to lay with USC. I'd also look to take with BYU in that San Francisco game. And the the ultimate chase game. It it involves Hawaii because, of course, it does. I I don't know anything about either of these teams this year, so we're going to stay off of that. You didn't even know who, who was the other team. You're playing UC San Diego. The Tritons. UC San, uh, Hawaii. Yes, Lane actually, six. I lied. UC San Diego opened the season beating Cal. That's what I know about the Tritons. They did. Look at you, Jeff. You're on top of your West Coast basketball. <laughs> Very good work. Uh, 140 and a half is your total there. Those are the, the final games you can bet. Uh, Devin Singletary picks up another first down, up to 16 carries for 83 yards tonight. A 33-10 Buffalo, second and six, as they're now into the red zone, over seven yards a carry. So assuming we get... At least three here, Jeff. That would take your total uh, over. Keep in mind, second half total as this passes over the middle. Caught. Total's over. Gabriel Davis breaks a tackle. Touchdown. All numbers have gone over. 39-10. Beat down further. So that's six drives, six touchdowns now? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When I think of these, when I think wild card beatdowns, because we've had some good ones over the years. Some, you know, for our specific teams we grew up as fans of, more heartbreaking than others. Like the, the one I always think of is the Mike Vick going into Lambeau and just the utter destruction that that game was. 27-7 in the, uh, in the Jets, 0-2 wild card round. Jets 41, Colts nothing, and one of that, the most perplexing results in the league. That history. one also. Like there's, <laughs> there, have been, there have been some games that were just, uh, yeah, total, total non-contests. 
uh, as the extra point is good. So forty to ten. Jeez, what a what a destruction! Uh, but this one, this has got to be right up there with with of the at least in our you know wild card era games, especially in a game that was you know, this was not billed to be a large spread game. This no, was four four and a half. This thing was over essentially from the jump when we we look back on this uh, at you know kind of look at it as a whole here, forty to ten. No, it, look, it's it's a domination that is a wake-up call to everyone in the AFC that Buffalo is may may not be the may not be the team that we saw most of this year, Ben. It may be the team that we saw last year offensively, where they were pretty dominant most of the year. This year they had their weeks where they didn't show up. And look, they were Ben, they were lackluster last week against the Jets. I know the box score didn't indicate it. But it took until the fourth quarter for that game to be fully put on ice. So, I look, this is a just an unbelievable performance tonight from the Bills, and you'll be easily into next week and either a showdown with Kansas City or Cincinnati, and either way you slice it, it's going to be a darn good football game. The thing, though, that we'll have to just keep in mind, we've seen this over and over with teams. And remember Buffalo last year, they had the – Look, they, they survived a scare from Indianapolis on wild card Saturday a season ago, starting, that was the first game of the playoffs, post-Baltimore, who had beat Tennessee last year. That was a game in Orchard Park on the Saturday night. And they win that 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 odd low-scoring game. But in, at the end, I mean, their defense throttled Baltimore. And it really got a lot of people on the bandwagon. And we saw an impressive Josh Allen performance in cold weather in that game. They won going away by two scores. Went into Kansas City in the AFC Championship game, and there was a lot of market support. I was on Buffalo in the AFC Championship game, and it all went wrong, and it all went wrong very quickly. So that's the thing you have to keep in mind, and it's not just Buffalo. There's a multitude of examples of this over the years. You always have to be somewhat wary, Jeff, of that team that just looks so hot, so, so indestructible one week to the next, especially in the playoffs, especially when we're talking about wild card weekend. We're not even that deep. That was a divisional game to get to the AFC Championship game. We mentioned this earlier, but with with this result taking place the way it did, how do you from your handicap? How do you balance certainly respecting what we saw tonight and the uh, the reality of Josh Allen and Buffalo going to another level tonight with what we know in, in the past his, history with how these things tend to play out, especially when we saw it play out exactly that way with Buffalo last year and they fell flat in their faces in Kansas. The City. weather report is going to be the key with this team moving forward. As ridiculous as they may sound, forget the forget the temperature. We, after tonight, ignore it. It doesn't matter if it says somehow we get like an 80-degree day in Kansas City, which you and I lived in Missouri for a long time. We know that's possible. That surprise me. At any point. Or if it happens to be negative 10 in some game, in in an AFC championship game in Buffalo, possibly. doesn't matter. The wind is the only thing you need to look at. In games with wind this year, Josh Allen has struggled. In games without wind, Josh Allen has looked dominant like he has tonight. That's what you have to be monitoring for. If you're, I keep hammering it home here, Ben. That's what you got to be looking at if you're betting these games moving forward for Buffalo. And look, they they, they were a favorite for a good chunk of the year in the AFC for good, re, for good reason, like they've shown tonight. I haven't been the fullest believer in them. I thought they were at them outside the top 10 of my power rankings for a good chunk of the year. thought they were at best the fourth best team in the AFC for a good chunk of the year. Granted, one of the teams that I thought was better than them didn't even make the playoffs. Looking at you, Indianapolis. So, look, I, I, they are dangerous. And if Josh Allen plays like this, no one was beating them on this night with the way Josh Allen has played tonight. 
that uh, Indianapolis to make the playoffs ticket at plus money. Yeah, nice, horrible, horrible nice, loss uh, for nice you, man. loser for me. Horrible loss. I, but I bring that up because, you know, you could make the case on the course of the season. Buffalo led the league in percentage of offensive snaps with the lead, led the NFL in percentage of snaps when taken when trailing. They had the fewest of all of that. They had all of their wins were by double digits. Add another one to that. And all but one of their losses were by one score or less. Yeah. So you could make the case from the season-long perspective, there might not be the drop-off going forward for Buffalo. We'll see if that is the case. We'll see if any more betting things come home. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This segment of VSIN Bet Center is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a smoke free, spit free, and hassle free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime. So you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your every day. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and over. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. We've reached the part of the show here on VEASAN Bet Center where my co-host Jeff Parles is rooting for Mitch Trubisky to be inserted into the ballgame. How could you not put him in? You're up 30. Why would you even risk it? Put him in. We want to see the Nickelodeon valuable player in there. We do. But it's a statement that uh, if you were just happened to tune into Vista and had not been paying attention or not known what was going on in this game, you would be like, what, what is he talking Excuse about? Me? 40 to 10 Buffalo. Just got a big punt return with uh, 10 minutes to go. You, really, again, props are the only thing at play here. Mac Jones is three and a half yards, the passing yard short of his prop. So you have to think garbage time. He will get there. Jeff, it's a 199 needs two oh three and a half again. Could to differ on your book a couple of yards either way. You have all of the Buffalo receiving props, Jeff. The reception and uh, and yards props, with the exception of Dawson Knox, are essentially all going to go under in this game. It's pretty hilarious. Cole Beasley, one for 19. Diggs, three for 60. Neither of them finding the end zone. Knox, the only one, four for 43. And two touchdowns, Gabriel Davis, Emmanuel Sanders, also with touchdowns. So they will go over theirs as Josh Allen is still airing it out. Deep Another shot, one. Knox. 
one down to the one on a 40 yard bomb. Buffalo 150 here. Well, this would what? This would be. You get it to 47 with 10 minutes to go. This would be a seventh drive, seventh touchdown. You, I, I think you it's were spot on a, earlier with the taking out the decades of frustration against the I mean, in this it, game I mean, tonight. And they I mean, are it's... they are running up the score tonight. Make note that's a roll a designed play action rollout deep shot up forty to ten in the fourth quarter. No, look, they, they, there could be no guilt in running it up on Belichick. We know that. Oh, yeah. uh, but but look uh, again, this is uh, oh. it's it, it's a little bit reckless to have Allen in the game right now if you're Buffalo. I mean. You shouldn't have him in the game right now. Singletary. That's Moss. Yeah, uh, uh, you are correct. That is uh, Zach Moss into the game. And so now for the second, those second half total betters, you just need you need so, you need a result here. Uh, but yeah, going for the juggler, going for the seven touchdowns in uh, in seven drives, that would get you there. As and as pretty as you would imagine, based on the game flow of this, none of the Patriot props have most of them have not really come close with the. Exception of Jacoby Myers goes over his four and a half receptions prop, depending on the book. Hunter Henry barely goes over his reception yardage prop. Again, there are a couple of books at 29 and a half. Does stay under any other numbers. He had one catch, has one catch for 30 yards. Uh, but that is really the story of this game. As uh, you say, reckless, Jeff. Allen going to keep it, throw it to the end zone. Fat oh, guy. Gotta, let's get an lineman offensive lineman touchdown. a touchdown. There we go. And uh, Buffalo does make it seven drives, seven touchdowns. <laughs> and they, the offensive linemen are into the stands. Tommy, Tommy Doyle. Doyle. Who is Tommy Doyle? Who isn't Tommy Doyle? <laughs> Tommy, wow, get into the act. And that that will that has to be the last play of the night for Josh Allen. You 21 of 25, 307, five touchdowns. Per, uh, wow, he is .9 shy, Jeff, of a perfect quarterback rating. Tommy Doyle, the pride of Miami of Ohio. Rookie out of Miami of Ohio. Hawks. First career catch. First, congratulations. Shocking, develop, shocking development there. That probably puts, if you were a a, a highest uh, highest team score prop better this week as we, whoa. That, that one went through that, on the door. God, man, man and, that, uh, that's the only thing that hasn't gone right point. tonight yeah. for Buffalo. Bass is. It started about terrible. three feet wide and, and somehow swerved its way in. I will it, say, man, if Bass had made all the PATs earlier, Buffalo probably would have gone for two to go for the 50-burger there. I, <laughs> it's a ruthless game out there in the National Football League, Jeff. But if you were betting the most uh, team to score the most points in wildcard weekend. Yeah, I think you're okay if you're in Buffalo. You're probably good. You're probably good. The, the bigger question is, Jeff, will anybody go lower if you also were betting, because you could do this too, betting team to have the fewest points. Is anybody getting lower than uh, New England, or you know, at the very least, cho- not uh, well, you know, avoiding well, a chop there? Well, New England can score another touchdown and get to seventeen, and then all of a sudden, you're, then that's uh, interesting. Then you're uh, you're in a scenario uh, where uh, seventeen is probably not going to be the lowest because Philadelphia is playing a game with horrible wind tomorrow, and Pittsburgh's offense is horrible. I'm, I'm saying even at ten, because well, uh, I I think ten probably would would be enough to question. get would probably be enough to get a chop, at least. I know as a Jet fan, but taking this conversation aside, yeah, you are ahead. secretly loving the. Oh no, I run it. I, I don't know. You are secretly I, I, loving the run it up on Belichick. I don't know. I don't like if it was a different opponent. I like it more. It just again, like it's just Buffalo was is dragging a league for twenty years, and now all of a sudden. They're 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 a legitimate Super Bowl contender, and yeah. it's, all is flipped. And, and it's so odd because remember the draft four years ago now. If Baker Mayfield won one to Cleveland, he's going to be probably out the door after next year. Darnold went to the Jets three. 
now on Carolina, year two, Allen was the one guy, like, eyeballing him. like, man, if this guy ends up in the wrong situation, he'll be out of the league quickly. And Buffalo, which was an abject mess when he got there, uh, tremendous job by that front office, tremendous job by McDermott to change the culture really pretty quickly there. And now Allen, him and Lamar Jackson of the draft, obviously Rosen's the biggest bust of all of them in that draft. But Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson are pretty much in for being successful draft picks, regardless of what happens with Lamar, who, again, the concern's always with him, is how many hits is he going to be able to take before the injuries start piling up. Um, And Allen might end up being the guy who ends up with the most longevity and most successful career out of all of them, which is the most surprising because I thought he was going to be the worst of those quarterbacks, which is, once again, proves how inexact of a science drafting is in the NFL and... We know if, if, look, if Josh Allen ended up as a New York Jet, he probably would have the same career path as Darnold has. That wouldn't surprise me. One I, bit. Probably would have been away if, if paired with one Adam. Now, if F. you're the now, now if now if you're the Giants now who sit at number two and took Barkley in that draft and now uh, are staring in as in a very big abyss, maybe a different story there. We're at the point in the broadcast where they're just we're, they're trying to figure out how cold, how quickly Evan Washburn's Gatorade can freeze on well, the sideline. Well, or, 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 or did they give him a give him the warm chicken broth that they're drinking on the sidelines? That, uh, that could also be. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, for, but with forty-seven, then this also will just continue the trend. And this also was exemplified earlier by the Bengals winning twenty-six nineteen. Our last fifty-eight wild card games now, Jeff, and you and I were not trends guys at all, but. This is kind of the one that has been talked about and one that has been pretty eye-popping when you look at it. The 50 of those 58 games, the team who has won the game outright has also covered. 57-1 and one our last 58 games now, Jeff. And that will, we're two for two wow. after tonight. Isn't that insane? 57, wow. 50, <laughs> wow. seven losses against the spread, one push on a closing number that the outright winner has also covered in over the last 58 wild card games. How is that possible? I, I do not know. Wow. That's why I'm not like, we're not trends guys. And I normally ignore that's, all that's of them, but you cannot ignore a trend like that. Well, trends are meant to be busted at some point, right, Ben? I two and this week. So for all the people out there saying, ah, I can talk myself into Pittsburgh plus 13 tomorrow night. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think they win the game outright, I don't know. We will, by the way, we will, we will get into begin all of our, Previews for the next uh, four games, three tomorrow, one Monday night. In our next hour, we'll also speak with Dwayne Colucci. handles the race and sportsbook over at uh, the Rampart property, sister uh, property as well, of the South Point, where our other uh, studio is located at. Uh, so we'll do that. Uh, Jeff, just kind of one final thought. We we, we mentioned this earlier because we went through all the our, our hypothetical scenarios, which are now being you know much more likely as the show goes on as to the potential Tennessee Titans lines here for the divisional rounds and their possible opponents. Uh, for Green Bay, since you and I both have futures, we still think that that team is the team that presents the most value out of the NFC. Which team are you most afraid of and that might represent, if you were not really thinking of a hedge, but of a of another team to potentially buy on coming into the NFC side of things that could potentially uh, wreak havoc on our Packers' respective bets here and uh, throw a wrench into the whole NFC uh, system here coming in? So I, have an answer. I have one specific answer. I'm not sure how you, I want to get your thoughts. I gotta hold this after the break oh, really? here because really? because you have to do this by process of elimination, Ben. Because we can throw the Eagles out right away, 
I'm not worried about the Philadelphia Eagles. You can throw the Eagles out. <laughs> you can throw the Cardinals out, in my opinion, too. Had enough of them. Yeah. So even with the Green Bay history against running quarterbacks in the yeah, playoffs, I, I don't, I, I don't yeah. see it. But there's one team that would set up probably the most intriguing conference championship game in memory because of the storylines that would go in it. That would be the team that I, I know would be a little bit worried about. And so I have we'll, a, I would have we'll a go diff- on the other side. I would have a different answer than you as to who I would worry okay. about the most. So we'll discuss that next, and then in our next hour, we'll get into our game previews, every single one of them for the four still to come on Wild Card Weekend. That's our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.